Welcome to Private Club Radio, the industry's first and only program dedicated to education, news, events, trends and announcements. Broadcasting from Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, here is your host, Gabriel Aloisi. I'm fresh back from Kansas City in the PCMA National Conference. Well, not only there was some great barbecue, but there was some awesome private club industry education. It was a weekend full of great sessions and connections. And I figured since I was going to the conference, why not pack up some gear, record some interviews, and bring back a little taste of Kansas City for my listeners. So this show will be a little recap show from the Professional Club Marketing Association's conference. We have a number of little vignettes to bring you. First off, we'll talk to Michael Crandall, who's currently the interim general manager at the gorgeous Mission Hills Country Club. We're going to talk about the challenges of coming into a club for a short period of time and starting to steer the ship and what comes along with being an interim general manager. We'll meet with Rosie Slocum of Ballon Isles to find out the strategy behind driving new membership to a club under a massive multi-million dollar renovation. It's quite the undertaking. And we're going to talk to Rick Coyne. He's the CEO of the PCMA to get his perspective on the conference and his standout moments. All that and more when we return. Why do over 60% of Boardroom Magazine's distinguished clubs choose to partner with Club Essential? The better question is, why not? As the leading provider of club management and marketing software to over 1,400 private clubs, our unified suite of modules are designed to automate club operations while informing and engaging members. From websites to accounting and POS to CRM, online reservations, and mobile apps, Club Essential has all of your club's technology needs covered. Visit clubessential.com to learn how our experienced team can help your club. Again, that's clubessential.com. Hello there. I have a question for you. How impressed are members with the cleanliness of your club? To attract new members and keep current ones happy, your club must provide the best cleaning and maintenance service possible. Elegance Cleaning Service specializes in country club cleaning. We'll create a custom cleaning program where members can see and actually feel the difference. Don't accept par for the course at your club. Visit clubelegance.net and step up your cleaning game today. Live from the PCMA, I am joined by Michael Crandall. He's the interim general manager at Mission Hills Country Club. Michael, how are you today? (laughs) Gabe, I built an entire 30-year career on being interim. I was interim here. I was interim there. (laughs) You know, some guys that are in industry, they belong at CMA, what's called the 25-year club. And these are highly esteemed guys have been at the same club for 25 years. And there's just a handful, and God bless them. But there's a lot of other people in industry. I swear they belong to the 25 clubs in 25 years. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But anyway, yes, I'm, I'm just doing some consulting work uh, now for Mission Hills Country Club in the greater Kansas City area. Tell right me what's now. happening at that club. What's, what's new? Well, right now the club's embarking on a $7.1 million uh, renovation plan. That's part of an overall strategic plan, a master plan, and that's part of the reason I'm there. They wanted me to get in there to get it going seamlessly and keep operations up. So that's up and going. Um, phase one includes expanded fitness centers, which, of course, clubs around the country, if they're not, they should be doing. Expanded casual dining areas, nothing new there. Again, it's stuff that clubs, if they haven't already, they should be doing. Um, that's happening in phase one. Uh, 
phase two, we're moving into the ballroom and larger areas of the clubhouse. And uh, phase three, a brand new maintenance facility system for the golf course. Wow. What are the biggest challenges when you're an interim general manager coming in to a club? What are the, what's the checklist you go by? Well, actually, the, the first thing I want to do is establish a relationship with the key employees. And uh, so what I'll do is I'll quickly go over them. And Gabe, as you know, I probably never do anything quickly. But <laughs> what I literally do to answer your question is I'll sit down and I'll tell them that there's three ways to motivate people, me included, and all those listening. And, and uh, the first way is fear motivation, uh, you know, pounding the desk and what have you. And uh, fear motivation always works, but in times of war only, and it's short term. Uh, so those that have that particular managerial style, um, it's short term, and those are the guys who are at 25 clubs in 25 years. The second way to motivate people is I call it radio station WIFM. That's what's in it for me. <laughs> because some people, they say, you can't scare me. I'm not motivated by all by that. Right. They want to know what's in it for me, sure. vocation, pay, bonus, this or that. And uh, as different as fear and what's in it for me sound, they're both similar. They both will work immediately, but they're both short-term. So to answer your question, what I try to do immediately is I'll share just what I did with them. But I'll say the way to really motivate people, including myself, is respect. And it's different than the first two because the first two work all but immediately. Respect is earned. It takes over time. You can't command respect. You can't scream, you will respect me. So what I do... First thing, Gabe, is I want to establish relationship with them, and I ask them to give me the gift of their respect. And it's a gift because I haven't earned it at all. I just came in. Uh, but I also let them know that I will give them that same gift, and until I prove otherwise unworthy of it, if you just give me that gift, I promise not to, not to let them down. And using those three things, fear, what's in it for me, and respect, I hang my head on respect, and that's how we move forward. I love it. I love it. So I know you also put out like a memorandum. You, you took a tour of the club and sort of really gave it an outside third-party perspective for the members and board. Yeah, well, I give a, a, a first impressions report um, of the whole facility. Uh, I'll do that within the first two weeks. Um, and I would do that. I've done that my whole career, by the way. Uh, you go in and you, uh, uh, well, I was at Exmoor Country Club in Chicago for 11 years, and I was chief operating officer at Thunderbird Country Club in Rancho Mirage, California for six years. And the approach is really no different. You need to establish respect, but you also need to look at facilities that they have there and look at the culture of the club because every club is a little bit different. And you do start making a checklist. What things could I do immediately uh, to, to, to uplift the whole place? And, and some of the stuff is, is so basic, like uh, at the front entryway in the gate, if they got a brass marker or what have you, get out the brass o and polish it. Right. Not personally necessarily, sure. but have it look brand new. Uh, polish all the floors immediately. Get that done. Take fresh flower bouquets. If they've got the old stale silk or plastic, oh, gosh. put in fresh flowers <laughs> in the front foyer. If they right. have an arrangement that costs $80 and it's uh, 18 inches tall, put in one. <laughs> <laughs> it costs 180 Right. But there's things you do with first impressions for the membership, and that's the type of things I look for. It's so important to have a, a, a new, fresh set of eyes. A lot of times I think you just get stale looking at the same thing. You don't you don't notice the little the dirt here and there. Yeah, yeah, a the, lot of those things I just mentioned, they sound so basic, and I stole them from Harvey Weiner, who's, in my feeling, is, is one of the icons, luminaries of the industry, has my deepest respect. But he taught me just the very, very simple things. You don't need to go in and think you need to reinvent the wheel or come out with new organization charts, performance reviews, uh, and all standard operating procedures. As important as all those things are, you've got to have the members' first impressions. Um, tell them something special that's happening at the club. 
Any other last advice you want to leave folks with? Well, you've got to the number one thing, and, and Gabe, as you know, your your forte, uh, which I have deepest respect for you, is, is marketing, which means communication, really. Uh, I think a lot of folks make a mistake in any business. This is the one I happen to know real well, is they will sit at their ivory tower desk and they will flip the toggle switches, uh, point to the certificates on the wall, look in their front top desk drawer and show the performance reviews, organizational charts, position descriptions, and proudly beat their chest, say, none of this stuff was here until I got here and look at I, all I accomplished. But it all comes down to it doesn't make any difference. Um, communication is a, is a two-way street. You've got to have a transmitter and you've got to have a receiver. And if you are so delusional to think that your job is just to transmit, your job is to do all these things, you're delusional if you don't also concentrate on making sure how can this best be received by the ultimate consumer, if you will. And, of course, clubs, we call them members, your board, your committees. So you have to make sure that everything you do is very, very transparent, upfront. Never have the president, for sure, see something for the first time at any board meeting. Mm -hmm. Your communication is up and down, backwards and forwards, and that is the key thing you really do. And as you know, when marketing gave a communication is absolutely paramount. Well said, Michael. I have one parting question for you. There's something special happening in January. Can you tell listeners about that, Michael? Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to do a webinar. It'll be 90 minutes at least, uh, and we're going to touch upon 18 key points, uh, takeaways, if you will, very specific. And the title of what we're going to do in this webinar in January is going to be How to Keep a Successful Club and in brackets, and career, by the way, on track. Anybody on your team, by the way, who's looking to develop a career in club management, obviously this includes people already, general managers, chief operating officers, I would suggest even board members would be, um, they, there's going to get some real takeaways there. It's all going to be presented in a way that it is easy to understand, digest, and I will call them actionable recommendations. There'll be nothing will come up with the 18 points that you say, oh my gosh, I could never do that. You may not be able to do it right now, but when we get done with you, you'll have an action plan of your own to move forward in your own career and better your club. Michael, look forward to having you on that webinar January the 6th. I'll be there, Gabe. How about you? I'll be there. <laughs> Hope you are too. Thank you so much. <laughs> Great to see you, Michael. Next, I was joined by Rosie Slocum. She's the director of membership at Ballon Isles down in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. How's Rosie, how are you doing? I'm great. Thank you, Gabe. Are you enjoying the conference? <laughs> Absolutely. How many conferences is this for you now? Um, let's see. I missed the first one probably back in 1994. So I started in 1995, so about 20 conferences. 20 conferences. That's incredible. Yeah. And what is the major takeaways you're getting from this one? What stands um, out for you? Probably modern technology. I think that um, the class that I had with Karen Kaplan from Club Essential, Ballon Isles does have our um, web service provided by Club Essential, and the class was very interesting and seeing all the new technology that's coming out and just now took a class on beacon technology. Bold new world out there. There's all sorts of new things rolling out, and how do you, you got to stay abreast of it. So that's where you find out at conferences like this, right? Absolutely. Now... If you were somebody who was considering coming to the conference in 2017, what would you say to them? The interesting thing is that um, because I'm a veteran and mentoring a lot of new people coming into the industry, that's kind of like my goal when I do come here, is to help new people up and coming in the industry. And there's so many new people here, and it just keeps growing and growing. So for me, that is just so key. Right. Making sure that the next generation of membership marketing professionals 
are educated in what we're doing and keeping our professionalism at the level that it is today and keep it going. Perfect. I just want to ask you a little bit about Ballon Isles and what you guys are doing down there. Oh, well, Ballon Isles, you know, we're located in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, and we're ready to embark on a $35 million renovation plan. Wow. Upwards of $35 million. What are you working on? Um, complete clubhouse renovation, new spaces, interior design. We've uh, been approved for um, conceptual drawings right now, and probably sometime first of the year we'll be going to the membership with an entire plan to do the um, $35 million yeah. program itself. So that's sure. exciting for us. So as someone who's been in the industry for so long, when you have a big capital improvement project like this, mm -hmm. how do you properly market that? And how do you parlay that into actual membership? That's a really good question. And although we plan on not having an assessment to our membership, which um, a lot of falls back on my shoulders as the membership uh, professional in selling memberships, because new membership acquisition is actually how we're going to fund the program sure. over nice. the next 10 to 15 years wow. to pay back a construction loan that we'll right. have. But our new members will fund that by coming in and paying their initiation joining fees and our capital gains from that will fund that rather than having to assess the entire membership. So along with a big project like that comes a big marketing plan that you have to put in place. Absolutely. And Balanaz is such a big community, as, as you know. Um, we have a marketing and membership department and communications department, so a collaborative effort between the three of us will guarantee that we get that out to, to the members to start promoting. And the interesting thing that I discovered uh, not too long ago, I did a survey of my colleagues in the area that just underwent renovation programs. And to me, we thought it was going to be a drawback, not having the facilities open right. to the membership to be able to use. We found out that that's not the case. Yeah. The case is that all the clubs use their marketing collaterals to sell the new concept, you know, sure. look at all the new bells and whistles that right. we're going to have. So it was surprisingly to me and, you know, sharing that with our board of directors and our committees and our general manager and upper management, they're all excited about that already being proven by our sister clubs and that we're going to follow suit and do the same thing. Nice. Because we all learn from each other. Sure, that's right. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's an industry that we all share and learn from each other. Yeah, that's right. for sure. Rosie, thanks so much for joining me yeah, today. Yeah, thank you, Good to Dave. see you. Yeah. And Rick Coyne, CEO of the Professional Club Marketing Association, stopped by to give us his perspective on the conference. Here's Rick. Rick, give us your takes from the 2016 National Conference. Absolutely unbelievable. We have such a cadre of intelligent, um, amazing people that are part of this association. And I think what the, the takeaway this year is really going to be all about the art of significance, uh, going back to your clubs and, and figuring out ways in which you can enrich the lives of your members. You can become more attractive to that next generation of members coming in and essentially driving membership growth, retention, increased usage, and increased satisfaction. Hey, Rick, it's uh, Rick Coffey. This is, I think, my seven or eighth straight conference. Something stood out to me yesterday in the opening session. I think it was you who asked how many people here are, are here for the first time. In previous years, I had never seen that many people at the conference stand up to say this is my first time there. What would you think is the reason that so many people chose this year to come to the PCMA conference? Well, I think it's a, it's an interesting time in, in the club industry and I, you know, there's, there's no one place to get all the answers. And I, 
We typically see 20% of our attendees every year are uh, new to the industry. This year, I think it's more like 25%. I was uh, surprised myself, Rick, and and uh, I'll tell you, I think uh, it, it's a testimony to the curiosity. It's a testimony to the GMs that are sending their their people to to learn more about what's going on relative to the membership issues in clubs. And I think it's uh, I think it's important that that, that we get the message out that. Um, it's not about it's not by happenstance that you build your membership and you you build retention it's it's about learning the the techniques and the the data points and all of the rest of it so it's been a i i i think it's a great time for the club industry we're we're on an upswing and um, great to see these new people here rick thanks so much for dropping by i can't wait to uh, finish off this conference with you you bet guys thank you well i hope you enjoyed this little taste of kansas city in the PCMA conference. Until next week, here's to your membership success. Just because this round is over doesn't mean you can't enjoy the 19th hole. Check out privateclubradio.com for more.